Last week, the Liberals introduced Bill C-36, which, according to them, would help target online hate and create a safer virtual space for all Canadians. But critics of the bill have said that this is yet another example of this government coming after our rights and giving our already bloated bureaucracy more power in deciding what can be said online. In this week's episode, let's discuss what this bill would do, what our existing hate speech laws are, and whether this bill is necessary, if at all. I'm Sam, and this is Chicks and Balances. Before we begin, I am super excited to present this sponsorship, which goes hand in hand with what we're discussing this week. Um, Surfshark, which is a VPN that will help keep the internet free, thank God, it might be our only saving grace if the government keeps going down the road it's going. Surfshark offers a whole package of services from access to Netflixes from all over the world, um, ad block, track detection and virus deterrence. Uh, I really highly recommend it. If you subscribe using the link below, you can get 81% off, which means $2.49 a month. It's a steal, so sign up. Laws surrounding hate speech actually date back to the 1960s when Canadians were growing worrisome over the uptake in hate publications being proliferated around the country, namely against Canadian Jews. It was in 1966 that a committee appointed by then Prime Minister Lester Pearson was appointed to study and look into the matter. They then encouraged the federal government to introduce legislation to combat hate speech. It was therefore the Pearson government that responded to this outcry and the committee's findings and made it a criminal offense to publicly and willfully incite hatred. It stalled in the House for four years and then it was eventually passed by Pierre Elliott Trudeau in 1970. Therefore, hate speech in Canada has been a criminal offense for some time now. And I'm sure many of you are wondering how that could be possible considering that Section 2 of the Canadian Charts of Rights and Freedoms actually protects our free expression. Well, this is something that our Supreme Court has had to contend with since the introductions of these laws. Since 1982, the Supreme Court has been evaluating under what circumstances and conditions can they infringe on our charter rights. And this is where Section 1 of the Charter comes in. Because not only does Section 1 guarantee our rights and freedoms, but it also recognizes a reasonable limit. That sometimes the government will impose laws that impose reasonable limits on our rights and freedoms in the context of a free and democratic society. So it has been on this basis that the Supreme Court has been able to fend off a slew of constitutional challenges in regards to hate speech and freedom of expression. The thinking goes that Although hate speech laws invariably infringe on our right to express hateful views, they think that in a free and democratic society such as Canada, um, someone's right to not be the victim of hate speech and, God forbid, violence brought on by that hate speech is greater than my right to express hate. In our criminal code, section 319 does all the heavy lifting by way of criminalizing certain types of communication, uh, hatred in a public setting towards an identifiable group. And this really begs the question why we need Bill C-36 at all. So Bill C-36 would amend existing laws by creating a subset of rules specifically for online hate, right? So in the traditional way, it would allow someone who uh, identifies hate speech online to go to court and have that person sanctioned or, you know, their post taken down, whatever, right? This is pretty standard. This is kind of how it works already. But what is more nefarious is that this bill is very 
proactive in the sense that it would allow someone who thinks that someone will post or will say something online that is hateful and that could incite hate, it allows them to go in front of a judge before the publication of said hate and get them to sign what is called a peace bond, which allows a judge to basically put an injunction on the publication of your post or picture or whatever it is so that it never gets out at all. The bill also expands what it defines as hate. It says that hate is the emotion that involves detestation or vilification that is stronger than dislike or disdain. Hate propaganda is described as speech that could foment hate. It's, it's not that what I'm saying is inherently hateful, but it can contribute to a discourse that could eventually, I guess, logically end in being considered hateful. And this is quite a, a, an elaboration on what the court traditionally thinks hate speech is and really expands what is considered illegal. And although we don't know a lot about this bill, not a lot has been said and not a lot has been commented on it, what I gather is that the government is really trying to be proactive about its censorship, whether good or bad, like that's what it kind of looks like. And by zeroing in on online speech, it, I think it's really playing with what we think is public. Um, when I post something for my friends, well, what if I only have five Facebook friends? Is that considered public? If I have a thousand Facebook friends, is it public? Or is it only when I put my post on public? This will have to be something that's elaborated on and I'm sure if it's brought to court, the judges will pronounce on this. So why now? Like parents who tell their kids they're not allowed to do something because they told you so, Bill C-36 feels like it's coming out of thin air. Mostly because when the bill was introduced and discussed by members of parliament, it wasn't contextualized, it wasn't defended by any sort of facts or evidence that far-right hate speech has actually served as an impediment to our democracy and to the participation of people in our democracy. Um, I'm not saying it's not. But even in the news articles describing the bill, the most you will get insofar as context is because there's just been an uptick in far-right hate speech. There is no quantifiable evidence um, besides obviously the moral posturing that, you know, if this is happening, take it for granted that it needs to be stopped. Uh, don't ask questions because then you kind of look like an asshole. And this is the problem with talking about hate speech laws and kind of being opposed to them is that you look like a massive asshole because obviously nobody wants to be the victim of hate speech. Ultimately, this bill is about political theater because despite being in the works for some time now, the government is grossly aligning it with the tragic murder of that Muslim family in London, Ontario, saying that um, it was because of hate speech online, right-wing hate speech, that these people were killed even though the police and the news have come out and said that there is no evidence that the suspect was a part of any sort of group, any sort of hate group online or offline. And the reason why I think we should step back and discuss whether it's really necessary is because, again, you are emboldening a whole branch of bureaucracy and a whole branch of unelected people to moderate your speech, and that's no small feat. The government's stated goal, of course, is to protect Canadians, but it was also to say that the online world is our modern public square, where things are debated, uh, people are heard, um, policy eventually 
emerges out of, etc. But anyone who's ever taken like a high school level history class knows that any public square worth its salt, right? Cafes in the in the context of the French Revolution, uh, you know, moving and underground libraries in the American Revolution. These were all not mediated by the government. The go no government official was babysitting or, you know, acting as a bouncer for these town squares where basically the revolutions that we consider to be the foundation of modern democracy emerged from. The monarch didn't send knights to make sure that everyone was heard and everybody's ideas were considered and that no one was fighting and no mean words were exchanged. The oxymoronic idea that the government should be involved in what is discussed in our town square is antithetical to free speech and democracy. It frankly is. In my opinion, in a free and democratic society, it is not tenable to judicially sanction people for being uh, out of line or distasteful in any context. And it certainly is not of sufficient importance to override a guaranteed freedom. Lest we no longer have a charter, um, I'm kind of worried that we're taking it more as a list of suggestions than our constitution, which it rightfully is. And even if one thinks that censoring online trolls for stepping into hateful territory is a sufficient objective, we have to wonder whether these laws are proportionate to what we want to target. With a cultural milieu and a vernacular that's always shifting, as is the case today, uh, where everything is becoming much more restrictive and sensitive, where the definition of hate is almost always partisan, we have to evaluate whether the ends and the effects of such a bill are ones we want. Learn to see further than two feet ahead of you guys, because politics changes, actors change. Let's even say that, I can't even utter these words, but that the Trudeau government and Minister Lametti are good actors. What if one day their shoes and their roles are filled by bad actors? If our politicians continue to find political success in censorship, thanks to either our apathy or our support, this will create a culture of self-censorship. We will fear legal recourse, we will fear each other, we will fear to speak out. Just because the pendulum is on the left right now, and the social, the social and cultural values that our government is espousing are ones that you believe in. Let me tell you, history is not a one-track horse. It will go the other way and you won't be happy with the results. I promise. Free speech isn't necessarily about letting you say what you want to say without recourse. It's about forcing you to confront ideas and positions that make you uncomfortable and force you to reevaluate your own values. That's progress. I think a bill like this and a bill like Bill C-10 will have chilling effects on us. And again, just because you don't see it, because you agree with the government's mores, does not mean that you'll agree with it forever. Give your opponents the space to be nasty, because you might want to be one day. Um, I can tell by the accumulation of grease on my face that it is time to wrap up. Thank you guys so much for watching. Please share, subscribe, 
comment, like this video, share what you guys think. Are you guys worried? Is this build kind of redundant? Um, let me know what you think in the comments. Um, and please don't forget to support the post millennial. What we do is so important and integral, especially in uh, the current climate, especially considering the scarcity of uh, conservative news and commentary. So donate, subscribe, buy some merch. We really appreciate it. And I will see you guys next week.